You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This this is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. We had to bring in one of the best. My favorite Pittsburgh Steelers fan is Nick Berlanski, our producer behind the scenes. He is absolutely amazing. He listens to us ramble three times a week, and he puts together the podcast. Mike Santagata. How are you doing? (laughs) I almost asked you how you're doing. I don't care anymore. I don't care. Only, um, only okay at this point. I'm tired of people asking me how I'm doing. You listen to this podcast. Can you can you just tell me what else I should ask to begin the podcast so I never ask him how he's doing ever again? If he does, we're going to ring a buzzard and be like, well, why did you do that again? So I'm not going to. Before we get to our prediction of what's going to happen in this game, we need to know what is your favorite Thanksgiving side? Food. Side? <laughs> oh, I changed the question. I changed <laughs> Well, my favorite Thanksgiving food is the turkey, but if you have to say the side, I'll go with you, Lindsay. I'll go with mashed potatoes. Low-key knew he was going to say turkey, so I had to change it up. Uh, But yeah, you can't go wrong with mashed potatoes as long as, again, they're not burnt. I don't think you can burn mashed potatoes, Um, but we'll we'll move on. probably could if you tried hard enough. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Let's talk, talk football. about the turkey part. Yeah, turkey's good. <laughs> we made it um, pretty much 100 hours without a football game to talk about. And it's wild because you look around the NFL, there are teams who play their division rival like every other week. And right now in Cincinnati, it was week one. Now it's the back half of the season. You play the Pittsburgh Steelers. Nick, what is happening in Pittsburgh? Tell us what's happening at practice this week. And then I want to hear what's going to happen in this game. It's almost been uneventful up until today. A lot of the players that were expected to play were practicing throughout the entire week until today when, as you guys mentioned, Minka Fitzpatrick gets back in there, full participant. Also, you had Najee Harris continue to be a full participant. Larry Ogunjobi is the only guy that was really limited, him and Kevin Dotson, the offensive lineman. Uh, But they're both expected to be able to go on Sunday. So you're looking at a pretty much fully healthy Pittsburgh Steelers lineup as much as you can be in week 11 of the season. And then, like you mentioned, Earlier, I don't know if we were on or not, but TJ Watt and Cam Hayward were both just taking off because they're veterans. Okay. Well, the thing is, it's wild. You see the Cincinnati team. You see the Pittsburgh team. Honestly, the first couple weeks when TJ Watt is not out there, it's a whole different team defensively. But it felt like when he returns to the team, there's a spark not only defensively, but even a little bit on the offensive side of the ball for this Pittsburgh Steelers team. Yeah, it was almost like the aggressiveness got turned up to 11 just because T.J. Watt was on the field. I mean, you looked at what they were able to do to the Saints. Listen, the Saints aren't that good of a team. But the Steelers, for the first time in a long time, they got to their run game. I mean, Najee Harris had 99 rush yards. Jalen Warren did pretty good as well. And then Kenny Pickett even ran for, I believe it was like 
six or seven yards per carry out of out of the the backfield. So they were getting things going on the ground, which is not something you've seen. So maybe it's it's just the aggressiveness of having TJ Watt on the field and in padding that got the Steelers going last week. We'll see if that's able to continue this week. It'll be a little bit more difficult against DJ Reader and the Bengals, though. And a touchdown, although I'm glad that I have instilled the fear of DJ Reader into you. <laughs> exactly. Kenny Pickett did run for a touchdown. Uh, mm-hmm. My quick question for you, over under, uh, does he have a, one, 0.5 passing touchdowns for Kenny Pickett? Oh, see, that's such a tough cut. I think he finally breaks through this week because you know uh, you can only go for so long. George Pickens has one receiving touchdown this year. He's got to get – He's got, he deserves one. Like, if there's anybody that's going to go up and get a touchdown, it's George Pickens. It's either him or Pat Fryermuth. So, if I'm picking an anytime touchdown player, it's one of those two guys. I think it's going to be really difficult because I for, for Cincinnati to run the ball, personally. I think a lot of people, after the bye, they're like, oh, Joe Mixon, it's finally get, it's getting to going with this offense. But I'm still afraid of the Pittsburgh defense from week one. I have nightmares from the first half what happened in that game. They gave the ball to them five times, and credit to Pittsburgh's defense. Yeah, I mean, it's been a rough start for them to begin the year, but when you're without one of the best players in the NFL on the defensive side, it's hard to get things going. Can Cincinnati have a chance for Joe Mixon to run the ball against this defense? Yes. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Like we mentioned, uh, Larry Ogunjobi dealing with something. He was a limited participant, but if he's out, that's big down the middle of, of the Steelers defense. I mean, you have TJ Watt, you have Alex Highsmith who greatly benefits from having TJ back. But that's on the outside. Up the middle, as long as you can make sure that Cam Hayward doesn't blow up the entire game, if Ogunjobi's not healthy, there's a hole right there. And I, I think that is a place that the Bengals will be able to exploit. And also, I think with their passing attack and how dangerous it's going to be because the Steelers, they got blown up by Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. They got blown up by Josh Allen and the Bills. There's going to be so much open for them in that secondary, even with Minka Fitzpatrick back. It's going to open other things up, including that run game for Cincinnati. Yeah, I think that um, just not just the passing game. I think I think they're going to play. They'll play it differently, right? Because Jamar Chase isn't there. So it felt like last time they played all this cover two and this cloud and stuff that really just affect Jamar Chase. And, you know, Jamar Chase is going to be a steep and we're going to affect him at the well, they're not going to, they don't feel the need to do that when it's T Higgins and Tyler Boyd because they don't, they're not as big of deep threats. Also, worth pointing out is I feel like the nose tackle situation in Pittsburgh, <laughs> me, nose tackles, we're going to talk about it. Uh, they switched them out. They switched out uh, Tyson Alualu, Alualu, I don't remember which one, uh, how to pronounce it, but um, he was the starter. And then they moved to Montrevious Adams. And I feel like you just, they're talking about up the middle. That's, Right, right in the middle. I feel like when you're making that switch to your backup, that's probably not a good sign for that play. Yeah, Tyson Alualu has struggled with injuries throughout his entire career. And this year hasn't really had the injuries. But again, when you come back from however many you've had, it makes it a little bit more difficult to get back to the level that you once were at. So obviously with Montrevious Adams, he was playing really well through camp and he just overtook him. And when that happens, it's not good. But it could be a lot worse that somebody was there to actually take the spot instead of him just saying, well, we don't really have a nose tackle, so we'll just put out a bunch of different people. At least there was somebody there to take the spot and not just have a, a gaping hole and have to leave a Lulu out there because there was nobody else. A Lulu, the 34-year-old breakout. He's like 36 now. It makes yeah. sense. <laughs> yeah. Great name. It's honestly a great NFL name, and I really like it. But I have a really important question. Is Minka Fitzpatrick human? No, no. That's, <laughs> that's insane to be out Suspend there 
full participant right now. I, I mean, think honestly, it's in the bylaws that you have to be human to play football. So I think this is worthy of a suspension, at least yeah. one game. Well, okay. I feel like then Tom Brady has to go too. Like we don't need to get into that. I'm perfectly like... fine with that. <laughs> yeah, no, with Minka Fitzpatrick, I wasn't expecting him to play. I mean, we, we were talking earlier this week and I, I was like, yeah, you know, he's probably not going to play this week, but then he's a full participant in practice and you look at it and you say, well, I don't know what I don't know. And I guess I didn't know that he heals like, a, I, I don't even know what. No, absolutely insane. And it's just really crazy the connection that Joe Burrow was dealing with before the season started. And then Minka has it right before their matchup together. It's time to get to the prediction side. Feels like a minute since we've given one. Last time Nick was on the podcast was week one. I don't know if you're good luck. I mean, you might be bad luck in Cincinnati right now, but we need to have you back on. You kill behind the scenes. You do a lot of work on a sports podcast. Nick, we're having you go first. What's going to happen on Sunday? It would be nice to see the Steelers, at least in my opinion, get a sweep over the Bengals. It's a nice feather in the cap on a season that is not going well. Yeah, we've never seen that. Yeah, well, we haven't. But <laughs> past history, come on. But I, I just don't see it happening. I, I really don't. I mean, the Steelers needed an injured long snapper, Joe Burrow throwing five interceptions, and TJ Watt being ungodly before getting injured to beat them in the first place. Now I understand it's in Pittsburgh. I understand that it's harder to win it with Akersher, Hines. I'm still not used to it. 10 weeks in it's hard to win there, but the Bengals coming off of a bye, I, I think they just get it done just simply because when you look at the Steelers, even with Kenny Pickett, who, you know, is a rookie, he's making those rookie mistakes. If the Bengals get up early, Pickett's going to look to go try to make something happen to bring the team back. And he's, he's going to turn the ball over because that's what he's done his entire rookie season so far. So prediction wise, I see it being something in the realm of like 34 to 21 in favor of the Cincinnati Bengals. What Nick, you might be uh Cincinnati's wow. favorite Steelers fan <laughs> right now. I don't see it that lopsided. Uh, I just, I don't know this, the Steelers offense, we talked about it over under a half touchdown. There's a reason Mike asked that question <laughs> over under a half passing. You touchdown. picked three, you gave him 21 points. Unless that's seven field goals. No, 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 no. I listen with passing touchdowns. I don't see it, but I do think that maybe they get a couple rushing touchdowns. Cause as we've talked about Matt Canada loves those jet sweeps. And we saw it last week. That's how George Pickens got his, his rushing touchdown jet sweep where he made a cut right up the middle. So uh, I, I do think they score 21. I, I think you see a little bit more offense, but I also think that it's because the game gets a little out of hand and the Bengals kind of lay off on a little on the defensive side. Mike, go. What's going to happen, man? Is it? Um, I uh, this defense is different with TJ Watt. I know that this league, the season long statistics point them to being like middle of the pack, maybe slightly below for seat for like the whole season. Just the impact he makes is one of the best pass rushers in the league, and it probably the best uh, edge defender. I think the Bengals win. I did say last time, and I still believe this, the Bengals don't lose unless they have multiple turnovers, which they had five, so they lost. <laughs> Almost multiple. still one. That is multiple. It's definitely more than one. So I think they win the uh, – I think it's going to be annoying, though. I, I'm not with Nick where I think it's lopsided. I think at 24-17, I think the Steelers' defense holds their own. I don't know if Kenny Pickett throws a touchdown. I have him scoring two, I guess. The, he probably runs one because it seems like he runs one a game or something like that. But um, it's just – I think that's going to be annoying. I don't think Burrow's going to have a lot of turnovers because I think he's going to really hammer, I'm not turning this ball over, and that's going to be ultimately why the Bengals win. 
but the run defense I think is going to be tough I, because they have better players there right now. And I think that the pass defense if, with Minka back, I feel less confident on them exploiting that through the air, but I think they do enough. They're too talented to be under 20 points. Yeah. With this game, it's wild because Joe Burrow's interceptions were all against AFC North teams this season. And it is just absolutely wild to think what has happened since week one. Obviously it's calmed down a whole lot because that was absolutely insane. I agree with you, Mike. I think it's going to be a pretty annoying game and close for most of it. I am terrified of TJ Watt. Uh, when you play against them, the teams that played the Steelers without TJ Watt, they are very lucky because he can just turn around not only the defense, but just the team overall. And you're playing back home. You finally get that win after struggling to begin the season. So I'm going to say it's going to be more about Lou. I, I don't know. Maybe it's coach speak what you're hearing at camp or at camp at practice this week. And just guys just really wanting to run through a wall for that guy. And I know they're without Cheeto. But you get DJ Reader back, you get Mike Hilton back. I still feel like that's a boost for the defense. I think this is going to be more about Lou and the Bengals defense. I'm going to say 27-17, but still a pretty close game. And Cincinnati finally gets an AFC North one, which is insane to think about when it's almost December. Yeah, I can see this being like 17-14 going mm -hmm. into the fourth quarter or something like that, where it's like, oh, my God, it's so close. We're not going to lo lose another one, are we? And then they they pull it out, but it's like, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it even gets tied at some point. I don't know. I just – I don't, I don't have a lot of confidence in the in this being like a blowout. I'm like Nick, I guess. But yeah, what Nick? <laughs> Nick, is this a jinx for your team? Because no. right now <laughs> it's emotional hedging. No, it, I don't know if it, it might be a little bit like subliminal emotional hedging. But I, I just look at the Steelers team and, and I don't see a very good offense. I see a defense that it can be good. It was certainly better with TJ Watt, but. You know, there's still a lot of question marks on that defense. Like if Robert Spillane is left on Hayden Hurst for too long, that's just not a good matchup because Robert Spillane can't cover anybody. Like even if he's supposed to cover Joe Mixon out of the backfield, it's not going to go well. So I think there are areas in which the Bengals can can take advantage of the Steelers defense. Is Spillane playing over Jack or Bush? They're doing a weird little <laughs> three. Okay. I don't listen. It's weird. You know. <laughs> Devin Bush has been on the injury report on and off, but I think both him and Jack have been pretty decent this year, but Spillane has been getting a lot more snaps uh, as of late. Yeah. Pretty right. decent. So uh, a jump for Devin Bush this year. So that's good. It is. It is. But I mean, look, listen, the best part is no matter what happens, it's going to be visually pleasing to watch because it's a really good Jersey matchup. That's true. Helmet. Uh, well, I don't, I'm not, I'm not big on the Steelers helmet. I think it's fine. I will give you the stat, and it doesn't favor Cincinnati. I want to say that Pittsburgh is 7-1 and one in their color rush uniform. Cincinnati's 1-0 in the white. but uh, Yeah, what? 1-0 is better than 7-1. What do you mean? 100% right. wins, lost. no losses, never <laughs> they lost. Have, they haven't lost. I agree with you. I think this is going to be – if you were to look at the other NFL slate games this weekend, this is going to be the best uniform combo, and it's funny because some people still wanted this game in primetime – they need to remember it's going to be five at five o'clock in Pittsburgh. It's going to be dark. Yeah. Ooh, it's yes. going to get a nighttime feel. The lights will be on by six. It'll be a nighttime game, but it won't be a primetime game, which is appropriate considering where the Steelers are at this point in the season. 
well, I mean, we, we've talked about it plenty. I'm a little biased. I love a 1 p.m. or a 425. I will take that any day of the week over primetime football. I'm sorry that people, the people who like it, but when they're on the road, I'm, I'm pretty good with the 425 kick in, in November. Primetime in Pittsburgh is also brutal for opposing teams, in my opinion. Yeah. I sat there through the Bengals losing <laughs> 31 to 2. Mm-hmm. Or whatever it was. <laughs> it was, it was brutal. And then it, it's like they're up thirty-one to fourteen or something, and then they start playing the renegade. And everybody gets up and starts screaming. I'm just like, "You guys won already! Leave me alone!" <laughs> you don't need Are to we, play it this time. We we called it right now. Three of us picking the Bengals to win. The last time we did that last time. <laughs> yeah, and it didn't work out. All the pregame shows that picked the Brown or the Bengals over the Browns in that game, and everyone knows what happened. So honestly, we don't know a thing about this NFL season, and it could go anyway. To be completely honest with you, we'll say what we think is going to happen, but we have really have no clue until this game is played because that's what this NFL season has been like. Uh, but no, it should be fun. I'm pumped about it. We'll obviously have a recap on Sunday after the game. Plenty to go see over on Twitter. Bengals underscore Sands. What is up on all Bengals? Are you still taking a break? Yeah. <laughs> I'm never going to promote you or say ask how you're doing ever again. Um, I, uh, I'm on my break. Uh, man, I fell in love with the bye week. <laughs> You're like, I might quit this stuff. I don't want to do it uh, anymore. Twitter's going down. I'm going down. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'll just show up for the podcast. No, I, I just, I took a, I took a long bye week. I just felt good to refresh. And now I got the message from James Rapine that I need to get my prediction in. And I'm like, all right, we're back to the grind. <laughs> yeah, you better get it in. I just put mine in before the show started. But yeah, thank you as always. Nick, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me on, guys. Nick is the best. Thank you guys as always for listening to It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.